Welcome to LifePoint Church. Our mission is to glorify God and make gospel-driven disciples by engaging people in the unexpected joy of a life more and more dependent on Jesus. Luke 23, verses 18 to 25. But they all cried out together, Away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, a man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus, but they kept shouting, Crucify, crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I had found in him no guilt-deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. But they were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene who was coming in from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by, watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. For if he is the Christ of God, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise.
You know, back on February 22nd, we started with this journey together, uh, these 40-day prayer journals um, that we, a prayer guide that we uh, started on February 22nd, and we have uh, wrapped it up this week and uh, started off Psalm 51, 1 through 2. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. That's how we started out back on February 22nd. And uh, we were able to hear from some of you, um, thank you to both Bobby and Debbie for being transparent and sharing your testimonies with us uh, through our online forum, and that enabled us, equipped us to be able to bring that to you here tonight to be blessed by, that I know we all were very much blessed by their transparency and the work of uh, the cross in their lives. You know, for myself, uh, similar. Uh, it's been a season of, of uh, grind for me, I'll say, it's been a grind. It's been feeling stripped of, uh, and seeing my sin being revealed to me in ways that uh, I was blind to before, blind spots. And so this fasting and praying season has been so very helpful to me as I realize my tremendous, great, great need for forgiveness. And it can only come through the cross. And so I hope and pray that this season has been beneficial to you as well as you have real, realized your need for the cross. And we come here together tonight identifying with that. The last, uh, got, last uh, input here into the prayer guide, day 40, is the same psalm that we started off with, Psalm 51. And uh, this is Psalm 51, 7 through 12. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. I felt... Uh, Jesus' love uh, in fantastic, real ways uh, this past 40 days, these past 47 days, if you're not taking Sundays off like, like myself. It's been a great, a great journey. And uh, as I've envisioned for where we would be here tonight, uh, looking at the cross and our tremendous need for the cross, why do we need the cross? Um, why do I need the cross? And I'm praying for each one of us in this room. Uh, you've been prayed for. Been prayed for. Uh, and I'm praying that you will take a closer step to that cross in your maturity as a disciple of Jesus. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, someone in this room will take a first step towards Jesus, a first step towards the cross and their great and tremendous need for forgiveness from a holy God. As has been read for us, we're in Luke chapter 23, and I'm looking at this passage where we see that we have Jesus on the cross in the center, but on either side of Jesus are two men, a men on either side, each side of Jesus, and they're called criminals. They're known for being evildoers. Uh, they are men who are worthy of being 
crucified, which in the Roman days, this was a day of canceling. This is how they canceled people. They canceled them to death, and a public death at that. A death that was uh, embarrassing, deeply, deeply shaming. Uh, made a spectacle, an example of that you step out of line, this is what will happen to you. And so men, these two men are hung on either side of Jesus. The crowd about them, as we know from scriptures in Matthew and John, the crowd about them is chanting and shouting and uh, mocking Jesus. Uh, They're saying, if you really are the king, if you really are Messiah, then save yourself. Bring yourself down from that cross. Save yourself. Let's see him save himself now. They're jeering at him. They're laughing. They're making a spectacle of Jesus and these men. Imagine what it would be like if you were hanging on the cross beside Jesus. What are you thinking? Because really all of humanity can be found in either man, the side of Jesus. You're one or the other. You're one or the other. The first criminal, as we know, both these men are stripped. They're almost naked. They've had spikes driven through their hands and their feet. They're being made a spectacle of, and they're just hanging. They're bloodied and despised, ridiculed. And these two men are going to share two very different prayers with Jesus. They're speaking to Jesus. That's why I call it a prayer. And the first one, the first criminal, which uh, is maybe these two knew each other, but the first criminal is jeering at Jesus just as all the, the chief scribes and the people who are mocking Jesus from the ground. And he's looking aside. He's, he's gathering. He's looking at Jesus. And he's laughing at him. He is sneering at him. He says, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. Which he's saying this almost with a smile on his face. This man who's moments away from death. He's, he's sneering at Jesus saying uh, with no belief that he can be saved by Jesus. Go ahead and save us. Save yourself and save us. Are you not the Christ? It says that he railed at him. And that word in the Greek, railed, uh, I love the word that the ESV uses, railed. But in the Greek, that is blasphemo. Blasphemo, which is where we get our word blaspheme. Cursed, reviled. This is bitterly sarcastic. This man is railing at Jesus. The sinner calls on Jesus to save them all without even believing that Jesus can do it. He is moments from hell. He is moments from eternity. He knows he is going to die on this cross. And he's looking at Jesus and he is laughing at him with his dying breaths. A life forever that he will be separated from his creator. Jesus, the creator of all life, all existence, the judge of all living. And he stays silent. He could have defended himself, but he didn't. Isaiah 53 will tell us about how he remains silent 
Isaiah, a prophecy that's prophesied hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus ever came. Go home and read that. He is a few feet from his Savior, and he is laughing at him. The second criminal hangs on this side. And, G- and this man says to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. This is a statement of faith. This man is stating that he knows he's going to die. He knows Jesus is going to die, but this kingdom that he is speaking of is not of this world. It is of the one to come. This man is saying, I believe in who you say you are. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What a statement of faith this criminal gives. This criminal who is up there in just as little dignity and he is just as guilty of his sin and he admits to it. He is getting his just reward, he said earlier. This kingdom he is referring to is not an earthly kingdom, but a kingdom for eternity. He states this in a belief in Jesus. And this this criminal, this sinner is given eternal life. In just a few moments, he will enter into eternity with Jesus forever and ever and ever. In peace, in love, this man is going to experience the beauty of heaven. A prayer uttered by a sinner is what is needed. Not a, not a sinner's prayer, but a prayer uttered by a sinner. This man calls out to Jesus. Faith in Jesus is what provides us pardon. So this man, I'll call him this Christian, has a very short testimony, has a very short life of walking in Christ. He never owned or treasured his own Bible. He never got to invite friends and family to his baptism. He never saved up money for a nice set of new church clothes. He never raced to his preferred seat in the sanctuary. He never beheld a Bible verse close in his heart that he memorized. He never joyfully sang in exaltation in the choir. He never heard the gospel and repeated the sinner's prayer. He never bore a burden with someone else in his life group. And he never exercised faith and trust in giving money to the church. And he never got the opportunity to share the good news of the gospel with his friends. This man had a very short life in Christ. It was probably minutes, maybe hours long before he was in paradise, as Jesus says. Jesus says to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And paradise literally means heaven. It means a a garden with a high garden wall on either side with with delightful delicacies all within a protected walled garden. This is heaven, what Jesus is talking about. Today you will be in heaven, which means he will be with Jesus forever and ever and ever in continual life. What this man did is he believed He believed in who Jesus said he was. 
In John chapter one, verse 12, it says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Folks, this is the gospel. This is the gospel. The gospel is something that uh, a child can wade into and understand and gather and grasp. The gospel is also deeper than any theologian could ever dive to the depths of the ocean and understand. The gospel is simple and yet it is so profound and we get to see it here with this criminal on the cross calling out to Jesus, looking to Jesus on the cross. I look to you for my salvation. I look to you for the forgiveness of my sins. And it's when we realize the forgiveness of those sins and how powerful that is, how great our sin is, that we're able to be ambassadors as we heard from Debbie in her testimony that we are now capable of forgiving those who have wronged us. We are now inspired to extend that love and grace and forgiveness to others. This man believed. This man believed in Jesus and he believed in time. In time. Something sparked inside this man who's hanging beside Jesus to call out to Jesus. It starts with a spark inside of someone. God is calling. God is doing the work. And maybe he's doing that with you tonight. A man who hung in his shame now hangs unashamed forever. Unashamed before his maker. And it's only by the work of the cross. Only by the work of the cross. Not by a list of rights and wrongs and, de and, and deeds done. It's by the perfect deed that was done for us that we can never do for ourselves. So I'm gonna ask you, we're gonna to move together in prayer, and we're gonna do it together as a, as a church here. In an attitude of confession, we join me in prayer. I'm gonna guide us through four movements of confession. And at the conclusion of each movement, I will ask you to join all of us in praying, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us, after each one of those four movements. And at the conclusion of our prayer time, we'll take communion together. I want you to take your hand. Place your hand on your forehead. Place your hand on your forehead. Christ's crown of thorns was here. He wore a crown of thorns because we refused to bow our head in submission to his will. We insisted on our own rights and control, and so we became slaves to our own sin. Oh, Jesus, crowned with thorns and hailed with hate, Oh, Jesus, carrying our sins and our curse on the cross, bowing your head, giving up your spirit. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Let's repeat that phrase together. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Secondly, place your hand on your heart. Christ's torture was here too. When we break your laws, we also break your heart. Despised and rejected by men, forsaken by your Father, and your heart suffered in anguish and grief. You have borne our griefs and shared our sorrows. 
insulted, stricken with grief, and humiliated. Oh, Jesus, you hung on that accursed tree for my sin. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Place the thumb of one hand on the palm of your other hand. Christ's nail scars were here. Jesus, you open your hands to receive the pounding of stakes into your palms. Yet we often double our fists in anger and hatred, doing things that hurt and maim and kill. With your hands, you blessed and healed others. With our hands, we build our idols and destroy your creation. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. In our last movement, place one foot on top of the other. As Christ's feet, his feet were on the cross. With our feet, we have turned every one of us to our own way. Like sheep, we've all gone astray, following the paths of darkness, selfishness, and sin. We have rejected the right. We have rejected the light of your truth on our path. So we have lost our way. Unless we turn from our sinful ways and follow you, we will end in hopeless destruction. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Grant us to lose sight of the exceeding sinfulness, never to lose sight of the exceeding sinfulness of sin, the exceeding righteousness of salvation, the exceeding glory of Christ, the exceeding beauty of holiness, the exceeding wonder of grace. O oh God of grace, you have imputed my sin to my substitute. You've imputed his righteousness to my soul. Clothing me with bride, a bridegroom's robe, decking me with jewels of holiness. But in my Christian walk, I am still in rags, I'm always going into the far country and always returning home as a prodigal, always saying, Father, forgive me. Tonight, as we bow before the cross where you paid the price of forgiveness and salvation, we humbly ask for your mercy and pardon. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. That concludes LifePoint Church's podcast. For more information about our church, visit sharethelife.org.